Hello, and welcome to the G2 Podcast. So I'm an engineer, as you might have gathered from my saying that I buy trains for people. Um, and I like detail. I really need details. So when I'm reading books, like this one I've got here, this is my latest book, Harrier 809, I need the detail because it puts me in the picture as if you're really there. I wonder why you've just heard a talk about being in the picture. Um, and the New Testament, I think, is easier for that because it's Roman history. And we're in York. We're, seep- you know, we're seeped in it. It's quite easy. If you ever think about your favorite passage of the Bible, can you imagine actually being there? Aaron obviously can, um, but can you? If it is the New Testament, it's probably easier. Old Testament, I find, is so much harder because it uses really weird terminology. But I'm just going to unpick that, so I'm going to tell you to settle back into your um, sofas, um, and we're going to have a high-definition high TV version of David and Goliath, 1 Samuel 17. So we're going to dive straight in. I love David and Goliath, but I think it's a misrepresented story, and I'm hopefully going to unpack that a little bit now. So if you look at verse 4, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but verse 4, he says that his height was six cubits and a span. Now that is nine foot six. Now, if you can't imagine what nine foot six looks like, I have got a carefully calibrated stick. It's this big. That is how big Goliath is. So, but then we move on. Five and six, it says that he has a bronze helmet, a bronze javelin, bronze leg armor, and a bronze chainmail that weighs 5,000 shekels. Shekels is a difficult word, so I'll convert that into kilograms. It's 57 and a half kilos, his chainmail. That is the same weight as Jesse Lingard, the footballer, and he's carrying that around. And then on top of that, he's got a spear, and his iron spearhead is 600 shekels. That's seven kilos, or to use the British standard measurement, 14 bags of sugar. So what the writer is talking about here, he only uses one verse to talk about height. Everybody fixates on Goliath's height, but that's not the point. He uses three verses to talk about the armour. The point of the story is the author is writing about how Goliath is the best of the best, how he can buy anything. He's the richest man on the planet. He can buy Lamborghinis, houses in Chelsea and Mayfair. He can buy whatever he wants, and that includes buying iron. This is a datable story. This is the end of the Bronze Age and the start of the Iron Age. It's written in there. It's 1200 BC-ish, and iron is so expensive, it's more expensive than gold. And therefore, Goliath is the only person on the battle field with iron. That's the point that's coming across here. He is the best of the best. So let's move on to David, who's always portrayed as a child. If you go to Sunday school, Fiona will show you a picture, handout, child. But let's look into that a moment. Verse 17 and 18, Jesse tells David to run to his brothers and deliver an ephah of grain, 10 loaves and 10 cheeses. Now an ephah is 16 kilos plus the 10 loaves, plus the 10 cheeses, and we're not talking about what you get at Tesco, it's a cheese. So he's 20 kilos plus, and there's enough in the story to suggest the distance is about 25 miles. So David is running a marathon carrying 20 kilos. This is not a child. He is not a weakling. That goes further, because David even says it himself in verse 37. He says, when Saul says, you can't fight Goliath, David says, 
the hand of the Lord that has protected me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will protect me against this Philistine. Now, how many lions and bears have you fought? Because I haven't fought any. So this child is not a child. He's a teenager. He's built like a rugby player and he can run marathons. That's who David is. So then you look at what David did. First 38 and 39, Saul gives David his armor. That's really generous. It's the best armor in the Israelite army that is available. That's what he's giving you. And David says, can't do that. Get it off. I'm not having it. And then verse 45, he walks out with his sling and his stone and says to Goliath, you come with me with weapons, but I come in the name of the Lord and the battle is the Lord's. And then of course, we know what happens. David slings his stone, hits Goliath, Goliath falls over, David chops off Goliath's head with his own sword, and then the Israelites go and rout the Philistines. And you think, well, that's brilliant, what a great story. How do we relate to that? Because we don't go and fight people with swords, not often anyway. Um, but I think everybody has battles. I know I've got battles in my life, and you might have a battle right now. It might be injustice at work, it might be medical issues, it might be financial trouble, it, there could be anything going on. And I've put some pointers together and I've named them to make it a bit easier to understand. So the first point is the Goliath point. Goliath could act with impunity. He could do whatever he wanted to do. And I think sometimes our battles can feel like that, that we haven't got a voice and we haven't got a hope. But this story tells you that God is a bigger than any battle you will ever face. Second point is... Um, and I've just forgotten it. Oh, the second point is the everyone point. It says in verse 11 that everyone was dismayed and greatly afraid. Well, you, you kind of would be when, you fit, when you're faced with a nine foot six bloke. But the point here is that I think when we have our battles, quite often we get negative people. We get people saying, oh, I'm glad I'm not in your shoes, mate. Yeah, thanks. That's really helpful. But it's really important, as David pointed out, it's so important to remember that God is bigger and God's got your back and it doesn't matter what people say. Third point, Saul. Saul was actually a really good bloke in this. He offered David his armour. That's pretty cool. But it, Saul's armour worked for Saul. It did not work for David. And that's quite key because David actually turned around and said, no, thanks. And I think there's times you remember that help isn't always helpful. It is perfectly okay to say no. Fourth point, David. David walked out to battle and before he fought Goliath, he declared the victory. So when you next have your quiet time and you're thinking about your battle, declare your victory. Declare it because you can. God's with you. Declare it. And then the fifth and final point I want to make is the you point. It's the we, it's the us point, is that God has equipped you already. You might not feel like it and you might feel really weary in your battle right now, but God's already equipped you. God put lions and, and, and bears in front of David. And David at the time, who trusted God, was probably saying, God, what on earth are you doing? I'm, you know, what's, what are you doing? But God knew what he was doing. He's preparing, Goliath, preparing David for the fight with Goliath. And that is the main point. If you take nothing else from this story today, please take away, in your battle, you have already got what it takes. Thank you.